on January the 26th of 2020, I, for really the first time in my life, felt so connected to so many people that I don't even know and that, quite frankly, don't even know I exist all because of one person. Um, and, and you probably know I'm referencing Kobe Bryant and, and the tragedy that happened that, that resulted in him, his daughter, six other passengers and a pilot losing their life in a helicopter accident. And I wrestled so much with this episode and, you know, whether to do it, how to do it, you know, what comes next in, in the platform of 94 by 50. And, you know, I, I, I kind of came to this is I have this extremely, probably you would say interesting stance on when it comes to social media and in times of turmoil or conflict or tragedy or heartbreak. And albeit I love social media more than anyone, I do think at times I share a stance with a comedian named Anthony Jeselnik, which if you know the name, you either love him or hate him. If you know who he is, if you don't, it's probably for a reason that you don't know who he is. He's a comedian, uh, very colorful comedian, very uh, strongly opinionated. And uh, a lot of things that he says I do not agree with or find funny, but he has a bit in one of his stand-up specials where he talks about social media in times of tragedy and how it's a shame, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's a shame that in times where such tragic things happen, people use social media almost as a way to make sure that you don't forget about them. And I'm not, I'm not saying everyone is like that, but there are people in this world who I firmly believe use these times and use their their platforms or, or their, you know, their pages or what have you to almost as a way to put something out to say, Hey, don't forget about me. Um, and, and again, that's very morbid and, and you may not agree with me, but it's just the way I am. So as this tragedy's happened and unfolded over the, the past, you know, uh, several days, the past 48 hours and, and, and I've wrestled with this and thought so much about, you know, Kobe and his daughter and his family and the other families that were affected and the friends and the, the, the basketball community and just everyone that is so, so deeply affected by this tragedy. I, I thought to myself that I would be remiss not to use this as an opportunity to talk about things that I find really important, but to you, and I've always found important and preached, but at the same time, maybe I fall short of that, that this, this has reminded me of, and this is kind of, uh, you know, just continue to drive home to me the importance of life. Before we do that, there's a speech that I shared. There's a, a moment on ESPN that, that happened just hours after, uh, the, the news was confirmed and, people were made aware of what had happened um, of Jay Williams. And and if you follow me on any type page or anything, you've heard it, you've seen it posted everywhere, but I wanted to play this. It's uh, Jay Williams who, who played against Kobe Bryant in the NBA and uh, since covered him as an analyst and things of that nature, and just a, a fan and a friend of Kobe. And he had this, this touching moment. And uh, this is a, about 59 seconds of, of Jay Williams just being pure and and again this is on national television and being authentic and 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 saying all the right things so with that being said i'm gonna now turn this to him to make sure that you hear this so if you get nothing else out of this episode you know we're, we're almost four minutes in and at five minutes if you want to turn it off that's fine but I, I hope that you listen to this and you don't just hear it but you actually listen to it so uh, here's here's jay williams on espn Today's just a really, today's a tough day. Today's a hard day. 
And I hope that um, everybody at home, you, you give that person next to you, um, whatever thing you have wrong in your life with them, if this might be small or big, let that shit go. Doesn't matter. I know I curse. I'm sorry. It's okay. None of that stuff matters, man. This is, uh, it's about life and, uh, being precious with every damn second we have here because it, from somebody who knows who almost happened to me like that, man, it's just over. It's done randomly, randomly, arbitrarily. And, uh, you know, his, his four girls and his wife, we, uh, we need to come around them and support them and help them. And the NBA should cancel all games today. Um, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, we should mention there are eight games in the NBA today. It appears as though at least the Rockets-Nuggets game is going off because they did hold a moment. Man, um, I don't know what I could say that's any stronger, stronger or any better than that or whatever, but I'm going to elaborate on a few points that, that Jay kind of brought up and then, and then jump into a few of my own. First off, to talk about the man himself, to talk about Kobe Bryant, to talk about um, you know, what has brought so many people across the world into such an emotional state. Um, what, I don't know if you, if you know anything about basketball, you know, that name, you know, for me growing up, he was larger than life. And, and even in my adult life, he still was, as I watched him finish his career, head into the business world, head into the world of art, head into all the things he was doing. He, he He's a name that was, uh, was and always will be just revered when you hear it you you know you you literally can see the person when you hear their name and to know what all he accomplished on the court to know how he did it to know his mentality and his work ethic and his drive and his motivation and and all those type things you know is just is so inspiring and and it makes me realize how far away I am from being that um, you know you hear stories about the time that Kobe spent perfecting his craft and you know granted we're talking about a basketball player but I think that applies to anyone I think regardless of what you do if you're a carpenter if you're an artist if you're a musician if you're a podcast host if you're a teacher if you're a student whatever like you could all take something from Kobe and the way that he attacked life the way that he attacked his craft the way that he took pride in what he was doing and how he did it um, and that's just, you know, kind of scratching the surface as we dive into this thing here. And I'm so excited to, you know, not because of the, the, the event that has gave this thing life, but more so because of what we all can learn from it. Like it's been insane. It's, it's just been quite incomprehensible to me to see all of these people who we, we see as larger than life. These, you know, these Jay Williams types, these professional athletes, these, you know, who have you that have came out and, and shared the message of, man, life is so short. Life is, is so fragile. It can come to an end so quickly. Um, you know, take advantage of the opportunity to tell your loved ones that you love them. Take advantage of the opportunity to, you know, end grudges that you may have or end, you know, conflict that you may have because it's not worth it. Uh, it, it I promise you it's not. And, you know, you think of it so much from the standpoint of like, if this affected you directly uh, and granted, I feel that it did. I mean, you know, I look back on, on my childhood and growing up, Kobe Bryant was the first basketball Jersey. I had the number eight gold Lakers Jersey uh, was the first, you know, professional 
athlete uniform that I had. My One of my first basketball goals had Kobe on the backboard. It was a plastic kind of hang over the door goal with a little foam ball. And it was his picture of him dunking, you know, in a, in a game shot or, or whatever. And so, you know, he influenced so much of my life directly without him even knowing that I existed as a human being. And, you know, that's just so, so powerful to think about. I mean, um, you know, I, I've kind of got a chance at a very, 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 very small scale to kind of feel that with the number of people that, you know, outside of my circle that listen to this show and that listen to this podcast and that have reached out to me or when I check our stats and I see that, you know, we're being listened to in 36 states and most of them I know I don't know people in, but yet they're hearing my voice and hearing our message and continue to tune in. Like it's insane to think, you know, if just this small town, you know, North Alabama boy can have that effect, like trying to, to comprehend what Kobe has done and meant to people all over the world. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's just, it's sad and it's, it's sad, but at the same time, it is an opportunity for us as people to make sure that we don't mess it up again. And, and I hope that's something that we continue to see happen. You know, we, we continue to, to see people use this as a learning experience, albeit a very sad one and a very somber one. And one that, you know, I wish we could do without what led us to the lesson, but here we are. And, and all we have to do is, as humanity, as a society, as a, as a world, is to embrace what we have and, and go to, you know, to steal a sports term, go to the next play. And obviously we'll always remember Kobe and we'll always think about him. And, you know, his name will live forever at the top of the basket. He'll live on the Mount Rushmore of, of the game of basketball and, and probably athletes in general, until the end of time, the way he did things was, was unmatched only by, uh, very few, very few people can, can claim what he did, uh, in accolades or how he did it. And I, and I understand that, but you know, the thing for me is, as, as you're sitting here and you're listening to this and I know, cause I'm, I just kind of squirmed in my chair thinking about it. As you're listening to this, you know, there are things out there that you need to fix. You know, there are things out there that, you know, maybe, Maybe you need to, it's time to let go of, it's time to move on. It's time to, to fix something. And you're listening to this right now. I know you are. And, and, and you're, ha you're having that feeling. It's impossible not to any of us with a heartbeat have that. I have it telling it to you. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my phone thinking, man, I can't wait to finish this because I know exactly where I'm going to. I know exactly where my next conversation is going. Um, so I encourage you right now to do it. Don't waste time. You know, you're driving down the road and uh, I think that's about the only excuse is if doing it puts you in any type of danger, uh, you know, but if you're sitting there and, you know, you have no excuse not to uh, because at any moment, at any instance, it can all be taken away. I mean, you know, you ask, ask Kobe's daughter, sweet Gigi, 13 years old, you know, um, uh, she would love to have that opportunity that, and she never will again, her, her, and the family they left behind, and I hate to bring up the tragic points of it, but it's true. Uh, and I think it it makes it hit home in such a way when you realize the 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 just authenticity of the moment and the the realness and the fatality that that we've experienced and how many people have been affected. So, you know, that's a point that that I always have been a strong advocate for it, albeit I don't live it all the time, but you know, how short life is, how precious life is, how you should take advantage of that 
time that you've been given and not, you know, not waste it and not throw it away and not be, you know, missing an opportunity to do something that you know you should do because uh, that time could pass and go away at, at any moment. And now for a couple more minutes, I want to play uh, Dan Lebetard, uh, the host of Highly Questionable, a show on ESPN, had a beautiful kind of tribute, um, a, a soliloquy, if you will. And and just listen to the words he says, and he says it much better than I could. So I'm gonna gonna let Dan Levitard of ESPN, you know, kind of fill your speakers for the next couple of minutes. Across my lifetime in sports, across my lifetime in journalism, across my lifetime in America, it is genuinely hard to remember a day ever feeling the way yesterday did. The shock still processing when the anchor of grief suddenly arrived. What do you mean Kobe Bryant is dead? The thudding finality of that can't be right. The reporting must be wrong. Where can I put my anger and disbelief and sorrow and, oh my God, his young daughter was on that helicopter too? Life comes at you fast, but death can arrive even faster, and so it did yesterday. And I reacted the way a lot of you did, by stopping what I was doing and calling some people I care about to remind them that I love them. Brutal and cruel, the news of Kobe's death swept across America, connecting so many of us in mourning, echoing beyond sports in the same way John Lennon's death did beyond music. No, no, no. Kobe Bryant was supposed to be an eternal American symbol for life. That usually gets to live forever in sports. That's not supposed to be extinguished in a flash that pushes even something as large as the Super Bowl off to the side. Kobe ruled bigger, stronger, faster with the kind of will you only find in superheroes famous for greedy competitive desire in a way rivaled only by Michael Jordan in his world. He wasn't a superhero, of course, as became so clear in Colorado. His family life seemed to fall apart in public after he betrayed his wife, but the family and marriage and love seemed to endure and heal to turn him in his 40s into the public portrait of a family man. The father died helicoptering his teenage daughter to her basketball game, his life still revolving around that ball at the very end. But through the excellence and the errors, we actually got to watch Kobe grow up right before our eyes, sports fans did, from teenager to legend, getting so big he could even push a giant like Shaq out of town and win another championship without him, making the entertainment capital of Los Angeles forever his. An artist, a sculptor, he seemed to genuinely love tending to his craft as much as we enjoyed watching him do it. And the size of his excellence was such that his death arrived not a day removed from LeBron James, the king, being awed to have finally passed Kobe in career scoring. By the time LeBron touched down Sunday in what will always be Kobe City, the king was sobbing on the tarmac, surrounded by a sport and stunned sorrow because immortals aren't ever supposed to feel quite this mortal. From day to day and game to game across decades, like deposits in a bank accruing interest, Kobe made us feel and feel deeply joy or fury, love or hate, depending on which colors were painted on your face. But either way, extracting from fans and foes alike the kind of respect his greatness bullied even from the begrudging, the kind of respect that morphs into adoration for the most champion of champion legends as we watch them grow old and get years to remember and romance those scrapbook memories. The elite who conquer bigger, stronger, faster like Kobe usually get to be like living saints in the world of sports when they arrive at Kobe's age, walking slowly in retirement toward the Hall of Fame. 
And we're all supposed to get to see them making that slow walk from young to old so that we can cling to the memories and applaud them all over again. The perspective in that kind of aging, the mortality in it for even our bravest sports soldiers is supposed to arrive slowly, taking its sweet time. It's supposed to be a genuflection we make out of appreciation and admiration by choice, not because the weight of the grief arrives so suddenly that it forces all of us to our knees. What a, what a, what a just special uh, message that, that Dan Lebetard shared there. And I felt it was so important to give you an avenue to hear it as well. If you had not seen it or heard it on social media, both Jay Williams and Dan Lebetard's uh, moment that they shared their thoughts uh, on this situation. And I, I hope that it only reinforced what, you know, our thing was or vice versa that I reinforced what they were saying. Uh, I don't really care how the message gets across. I just want the message to get across. It's so important that you take so many things from this and you make yourself, you make your family, you make the people around you, you make your community, you make your world a better place. Um, that's what Kobe would do. Um, that's what he was doing. He was making the world around him better. He was investing himself into so many things, both monetarily, physically, emotionally, you know, in, in whatever way you can possibly invest yourself into something. He was doing that for so many things that some people don't even realize. And I don't even know, but I know he was doing it uh, just based upon what you've heard over the past 48 hours, what I've heard over the past 48 hours from all accounts. And I hope that the few things that you take as we kind of wind this thing down is you take one, a, a, the idea of this Mamba mentality, the black Mamba himself and the way that he attacked uh, training daily and workouts and practice and, you know, all these things, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a student, whether you're an employee, a father, a son, a daughter, a mother, a wife, a husband, a grandfather, whatever your role is, you attack that pursuit of excellence relentlessly. You, you, attack to be the best that you could be at whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, because if you're doing anything less, you're not honoring the legacy of Kobe Bryant. You're not honoring those that don't have the opportunity to do it still. And, you know, I think any of us, myself included, would be wrong and be would, re would be remiss not to take advantage of that. I hope that you, you take advantage of the time and the moments that you have with your loved ones and, uh, even to take it a step further with people you don't know, you get to know them. You find ways to expand your circle, to expand your network, to uh, reach out and be there and be available for anyone and everyone, just as we're called to do, regardless of what you believe in uh, religiously or, you know, spiritually or whatever. Like at the end of the day, we're all, uh, you know, one humanity. I think that's one thing that I circle back to as you, you think about the day of the accident, uh, the 26th and, and the tragedy that struck. And it, it was like for a moment in time or for hours at a time, even it did not matter what political party you supported. It did not matter your, you know, what religion you were. It did not matter the color of your skin, your hometown, your state, whether you're from the North side, the South side, the East side, the West side, wherever you're from, everyone shared the same feeling of, of just, um, golly disappointment and 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 this this grief set on everyone that didn't even know 
Kobe Bryant personally. They just knew him as this larger-than-life figure that they watched on their television screen shoot basketballs um, and compete and do the things that he did. And then also got to see him the way he was a father to his children and a, and a husband to his wife. Um, and that's something that's that's I don't know. You know, I, I hear my I've heard my grandparents talk about like Elvis's passing, and obviously Lebetard mentioned John Lennon, and I don't know. Thankfully, it's something that we don't have to experience a lot. It's the first time I've ever experienced anything like that. And uh, I hope it is the last. Uh, I can't imagine um, having another day like that where someone that I f- was so um, separated from had such an impact on my day and, and my past few days and, and even my life as I'm now dedicating an episode of our show to his legacy in honor of him and kind of you know, moving the needle forward now and taking the next steps and moving on to the next play, if you will. So, you know, that's another point. Uh, make sure that you're leaving nothing unspoken. If it's, you know, with an in, with a friend or an enemy, um, get everything out there because at any, at any moment's time, either you or them, um, it could all come, come to an end it could come crumbling down and how how sad it would be to know that there was something left out there in the open air that that wasn't addressed and and i just i hope that if you're listening to this 20 you know almost 22 minutes in that that point continues to drive home with you how all the things that we worry about all the things that we think matter don't even matter not even a little bit um you know it's it's just um it's crazy and it's, it's cliche to think that, you know, we think all these things matter and they don't. And then the things that, that do matter, we never think about like the relationships with people around you, the relationships with your community, the relationships with your family and, you know, your friends and things of that nature. And, you know, I think to, to put it best, there's this, um, you know, this type of poem that's out. It's life is so short. We spend so much time sweating the small stuff, worrying, complaining, gossiping, comparing, wishing, wanting and waiting for something bigger and better instead of focusing on all the simple blessings that surround us every day. Life is so fragile and all it takes is a single moment to change everything you take for granted. Focus on what's important and be grateful. You're blessed. Believe it. Live your life and leave no regrets. And that's by Melanie Caloris. And I think that that, you know, just continues to reiterate everything that I, Dan, Jay have said on this episode, you know, that, that you've heard come through your speakers or, or your headphones or whatever you listen to us through. Like, um, I'm guilty of all the things that it listed, you know, being jealous, gossiping, um, you know, all the things that, 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 that little short poem listed I do daily and, and I need to work on that myself. And I hope that you will join me in that journey as we try to progress ourselves and we progress our society to fix that. I mean, I can't, I can't even comprehend how crazy it is and how, how just wild it is that all these people from all these stretches of life all kind of have the same feeling right now. And, and when it comes to this, this just tragic event. So I I urge you to make sure that this is not something that goes away anytime soon. Um, And and I I trust you uh, and I know that you will make sure that that is not the case because it's not worth 
you know, hey, a couple of weeks of, you know, this, oh yeah, this we're we're working and we're and then and weeks from now we go back to what we were. That is not the Mamba mentality. The Mamba mentality would be we're gonna get to a certain point and then we're gonna get better. We're gonna get to that point and then we're gonna get better again. It's a constant improvement and we have no choice now but to honor that legacy by living our lives that way and progressing ourselves personally, professionally, socially, uh, in every as physically in every aspect. Uh, you should now strive to do that. Strive to strive to take those next steps. Try strive to get to that next level, regardless of what it takes. It won't be easy. I'm, you know, you listening to this podcast, me saying it in the microphone, you know, whatever you listening to a speech or something or reading a story or, you know, uh, tweeting something or whatever, it's not going to change it. It takes real genuine effort. That's really hard, you know, in coaching, I, I talk to our guys all the time, and and we do at Brooks now about like you know the, the old saying that's been around: if it was easy, everybody would do it. You know, if if it was easy, Kobe Bryant wouldn't be as revered as he was because there would be hundreds and thousands of basketball players that have reached the plateau that he did that ha- have done the things that he he's done. But it's not easy, so no one, not many people get there. And it's the same in you know, our daily lives, it's the same in your personal life. Like if it was so easy to be this, this great humanitarian, if it was so easy to be, um, you know, so forgiving and and so, uh, open to just everyone and their opinions and their thoughts and their beliefs without having some type of grudge, if it was so easy, everybody would do it, but hardly anyone does because it's so, so, so difficult. Um, it's nearly impossible, which is, um, the fun part of it is you're chasing something that I, very clearly said is nearly impossible. Um, you know, so I hope that, I hope that this episode has paid tribute to, to nine lives, not just, I know I use Kobe's name much more and, and, and reference him. And I hope that this episode of 94 by 50, um, truly does honor to their names, to, to their legacies, all nine of the victims. Um, and I hope that you, as the listener, uh, have got something out of this. I know me as the narrator, if you will, or just sitting here speaking, it's meant worlds to me just to be able to get this out, um, to, to vocalize some of these feelings that I've had and, and to share them. And I hope that, you know, in, in some way, shape, form or fashion, um, you, you, you know, leave what you're doing, you leave listening to this and you're better because of it. And, and I don't want the credit, um, uh, by any means, I'm just sent here. You know, your job should now be to to bring others along and to continue to strive because it's so contagious. It's one of those things that once one person does it, then two, and then four, and then eight, and, and before you know, the thing grows and it's like a wildfire. But again, I remind you, it's not easy. You're not going to listen to this and just go, "Oh yeah, hey, I'm going to text somebody and for forgive them for something that you know happened years ago." It's going to be really hard to press the send button. It's going to be really hard to pick up the phone and make that call and say the things that you need to say, but do it because just so quickly in the, the snap of a finger, the blink of an eye, you could lose that opportunity. So again, I, I appreciate all of you that give us uh, a voice, that give uh, this experiment, this this. Uh, this whole project, the opportunity to, to stay afloat. And um, again, I, I send my prayers out, my thoughts are out to all the families that were affected by this tragic, tragic accident and 
to the entire, you know, I speak to the entire basketball community that is so heavily uh, affected and all those players and coaches and, uh, you know, everybody that's been involved and, and directly or indirectly affected by Kobe Bryant, our, our thoughts are out to you. And, um, you know, if we can ever do anything for you or, or be a soundboard or be a, a shoulder or be, you know, just a set of ears to listen, uh, it is nothing just to reach out to me. I, I'm here for each and every one of you. If you know someone that's going through something, I'm here for them too. Um, uh, I truly want to practice what I preach. So again, to wind this down, we're going to take, uh, in, in honor of Kobe wearing number 24, we're going to take a 24 second of silence uh, to end this episode. Uh, we're going to move on and we're going to go make the world a better place. And I hope you join us in that. I hope you you join us in this pursuit of excellence in everything that you do. And uh, I hope that you join me in attacking life with the, the Mamba mentality. <laughs>